0: is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV show, The Walking Dead. Hi everybody, my name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead number 173, recorded on Wednesday, August 27, 2014. And we are here, of course, to talk about The Walking Dead. We're going to do the news, get caught up in the news, see um, what happened at the Emmys on Monday night, amongst Mm -hmm. other things. And we are also going to announce later on in the show our last or maybe next, probably last Walking Dead actor spotlight for
1: the summer. Just for the summer, not the last one ever.
0: No, not the last one ever, but the last one for the summer. And then because by the time we get through this one, it'll be nearly October and that's when season five is going to start. Right. So we're going to do that. We also have some listener feedback. But before that, Jason, I think you have a new endeavor that uh, I want you to let the world know about. And I think Already? you do, You do too. Let's do it right now.
1: You want to talk about the new endeavor right now? A new endeavor right now. All right. So I've, uh, I've after much humming and hawing and anticipation and planning and thinking and scheming, I've opened a, uh, a Lego store, a virtual Lego store on uh, a Lego trading site called Bricklink.
0: That's really cool. You have been, I mean, I don't think it's a secret to people listening or anyone
1: really in the world that you are a big Lego fan. i am i am ai am a, I'm a, I'm a, Pretty big Lego fan. I'm not like the biggest Lego fan because who has that kind of money? But uh, I'm a, I'm a fairly big Lego fan, and I've been amassing. I've been thinking about this for a long time, so I've been amassing stockpiles of Lego to uh, to put on this this store. And I finally, as of last night, opened the uh, opened the store for business.
0: Well, before we talk about the store a little bit, do you have any concept
1: of how much Lego you actually own? I don't like to think about it, but <laughs> yeah, I have a concept, and if you ask me, it's a lot. And if you ask my wife, it's a hell of a lot. Right. But if you ask somebody, it's probably not that much. Well, it depends. I mean, there's people out there that would probably think you don't have that much. Uh, No, I don't think there is. I think even people that have like way more Lego than me go, yeah, that's pretty good. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) Well, that's
0: okay. So you have a crap ton of Lego. You, you have you have so much Lego that you can't even have all of your Lego sets built at one time because it wouldn't fit in your house.
1: No, it's like the S- Smithsonian around here. You can only have a certain number of exhibits out at any one time because uh, there's just, you know, who has the floor space for everything? Right. <laughs> so you and just the have- The shelf space.
0: You have select items built. Uh, for example, like the, the, the Millennium Falcon might be built for a while, and then you'll take that apart and build a uh, Star Destroyer.
1: Yes. So I recently got the Star Destroyer that just uh, came out on August 1st and I, I, built that and the, the Millennium Falcon currently is in the archives. Okay.
0: That's exciting. I've been to your house in a long time, but, uh, I can see the, the, uh, the Lego City, not City, the modular
1: buildings. Well, there you go. What sh- you can see in the camera behind me.
0: That's right, right behind you on the shelf. They are very cool buildings, and I wouldn't they mind having cool. some myself. But
1: uh, I actually bought uh, I bought two of the modular buildings. My first two modular buildings I bought in New York when we went to the uh, New York Comic Con a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah, I remember that was fun. Lego's cheaper
1: down there. It's much cheaper. It's uh, it's like seventy five percent of the price. In Canada. So 25% cheaper in the States than it is in Canada for some reason.
0: Us Canadians getting screwed again. Yep. Anyway, over to
1: Denmark, it's even cheaper. Well,
0: yeah, I've been to the Denmark Legoland actually a long time ago. It was very, very cool. Um, anyhow, so you've opened a store. What this yeah. means is that you basically buy and sell, mostly sell, random parts, minifigs, sets, anything you have that you don't necessarily need or want, you put up for sale. And then other BrickLink users go and browse your store. And if they find something they need, they can buy it from you.
1: That's right. Now, to be honest, for I've been a member of BrickLink for a number of years and uh, everything so far has, well, almost everything so far has been buying. Mm-hmm. And uh, just recently, the last day, I've, I've had two orders so far. I'm very excited. That's, that's one, amazing. One was you. Well, it was you then
0: admittedly you were my first order, which is nice. It's fine. It was sort of a test trial run to see how it worked, right? But there was a piece you needed. There absolutely was.
1: And you definitely needed the Lego uh
0: Admiral Akbar. I, I definitely need that. Yeah. He's he's gonna go on display somewhere
1: around here. I'm not even gonna let my kids oh, touch it. I should them. have sent you a little a plate. I'll send you another piece <laughs> to a little stand for uh Admiral Akbar. I've got a couple of hundred of them, but you know, have you bought the the collectible Lego minifigures? Nope, never. You've never purchased a single one. Never. Okay. Well, they come with a little stand. And uh-huh. I've got a bunch of extra little stands, so I'll send you one. Okay.
0: Good. Thanks, man. I, I'll I'll display my Akbar proudly. Uh, anyways, where would people want to go if if there are any Lego collectors listening? And I guess uh, are we gonna send them to your store?
1: Yeah, so I guess uh, hopefully we can put a link in the show notes. But uh, essentially, go to uh, bricklink.com and search for Casmeran. It's K A S M E R A N because it's uh, one of my handles that I use. Cool. Online.
0: I I also noticed that if you Google Bricklink space Casmeran, I think you're the first link that comes up.
1: Let's see if we do uh, Bricklink space Jason Miles. Nope.
0: Okay, K A S M E R A N. That is Jason's store. So if you're a Lego person or you just want to go check out what he has for sale, uh, do that. Go over there. Buy something if you want.
1: And oh my God, go check out BrickLink because you can get pretty much whatever you need. If you're thinking of building a Lego castle and you need 15,000 gray bricks in order to build your castle, you can find them on BrickLink. Believe I, me,
0: I would guess <laughs> you've bought that quantity of things before. No, I've right?
1: not that not that quantity. But there are people out there that have like massive amounts of uh, Lego. What they'll do is they'll go to a store and they'll buy fifteen, twenty sets of something, like twenty boxes of the same set, mm-hmm. and then they'll part it out. They'll take all the individual parts and sell them. That's that's nuts for for a profit. Sure, like it it you actually can make a profit doing that. It takes well, a lot of time, but you can make a profit.
0: Yeah. Well, that's sounds like a lot of work, but yeah, if you're making a lot of money, it's probably worth it. Um, you're not really here going to make your living doing this, I imagine. Oh, good Lord, no.
1: <laughs> it's, if I can ease off the amount of money I spend on my Lego habit, then I've done what I set out to do. Perfect.
0: All right. So go to BrickLink, search for Kasmeran, K-A-S-M-E-R-A-N, and that'll be Jason's store. And you can buy Lego or send him a message, I think, and say hi
1: yeah if you uh if if you do buy from me put uh put something in the comments about uh coming from knowing me from the podcast and i'll give you a little discount
0: oh there we go a deal everyone a deal yeah put put talking dead podcast in in the comments and you get a discount
1: oh and a grand opening there's a grand opening sale 10 percent off everything and free shipping in north america for the uh, the first 10 orders
0: act now or you'll miss out that's right <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So, that's Jason's Lego store, Casmaran on Bricklink. I already bought something. The, the transaction went smooth as silk, I'll tell you.
1: Yep, fast and friendly service, that's my motto. Perfect.
0: All right, well, speaking of fast and friendly, let's move on to the next segment. All right.
1: The Walking Dead news.
0: Okay, it's time to get caught up on the Walking Dead news. Now, the Emmys were on Monday.
1: What are the Emmys, Chris? Tell us about
0: that. Those are the TV awards. Oh, TV, okay. The awards that are given out every year for excellence in t- television.
1: How do they decide who wins the Emmys? Do you know? Uh, no, but they're probably voted on. Well, the Academy you know, the Academy Awards are, you know, that's pretty... I understand that, but I don't understand how the Emmys work. Are they, are they voted on by industry professionals, or are they uh, like a, a clan of uh, super secret ninjas that uh, get together once every seven years and decide what the best TV shows are?
0: I'm going to go with the super secret ninjas because I really don't know the answer to that question.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. Well, super secret ninjas seems obvious to me. Yeah. Except well you, it, you ever think that maybe every country has ninjas, but the uh, the <laughs> Japanese ones are crap because we know about them?
0: <laughs> so the Canadian or the like uh, German ninjas are right. r- really top-notch.
1: Because yeah, because you don't know about them. But the Japanese ones—they're—they're
0: they're the crappiest because we found out about them. There could be a Canadian ninja standing in this room right now, and I would have no idea.
1: I just assume that there's always a ninja under my bed.
0: But if there was a Japanese ninja, he'd be like right over there.
1: Yeah, look at look at Japanese ninja. <laughs>
0: well, uh, I never really thought about it that way, but you could be onto something. Yeah, and they decide the winners of the Emmys. They do, and this year for the 2014 Emmys, they were not kind to our favorite TV show around here because The Walking Dead was nominated in two awards, I mean, in two categories, and it didn't win either one. And as we've talked about before, all the actors and directing and stuff like that all got snubbed for nominations. So I thought I'd just let everyone know that the episode Too Far Gone was nominated for in the Outstanding Sound Editing for a Series category and it lost to a show on stars called black sales
1: oh god i've I,
0: seen black sales
1: i don't know what that is it's a pirate show it's a pirate yeah it's a pirate television show you've never watched uh ah, damn it what's the name of that show uh it's not unforgiven it is justified no oh.
0: i'll look it up <laughs> don't worry about it. okay well 30 Days Without an Accident, which was the season four premiere, if I'm not mistaken, was nominated in the Outstanding Special and Visual Effects in a Supporting Role category, which I I have some questions about that category name, but I'll just tell you that, strangely
1: enough, Black Sails won that one, too. Oh. Uh, Shameless, with William H. Macy. Oh, so one of the actors in Shameless is this guy named Joey, but uh if you don't watch Shameless you don't know who Joey is, but Joey's one of the main actors in Black Sails. Okay, well
0: I've kind of always wanted to watch Shameless and someday I will. You should. But I've never seen Black Sails either. In fact, I'd never even heard of it, but Pirate Show? Do you think it's any good?
1: Have you seen an episode? Uh, we've saw we saw a few episodes of it. It's uh it's okay. I don't think it uh, was really compelling enough to keep our interest over an entire season. Right. But uh, we watched it. We watched a few episodes.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, the point is that it beat out The Walking Dead in those two categories. Now, my question about the second nomination there is the category outstanding special and visual effects in a supporting role. I'm not really sure. I mean, I don't think I got that wrong. But how do visual effects act in a supporting role? Well, than they're, not a, the,
1: they're not the primary role of, uh, you know, they're not the special effects that are, uh, I would think of them as special effects that take center stage, like spaceships and lasers and uh, uh, lightsabers <laughs> and things that are very obvious. Lasers? Right? Yeah, lasers. <laughs> okay. You know, phasers or, right. you, know, you know, blasters or okay. pistols, you know, pistols that shoot light and energy. Uh-huh. So these all, these all kind of things, they take center stage. Whereas something like Black Sails or The Walking Dead, it's uh, special effects to enhance the realism. So you don't know that they're there, like uh, adding a whole bunch of uh, buildings in the background, for example, or getting rid of all the islands behind the the ship in Black Sails Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So it's a supporting kind of uh, special effect rather than the primary special effect. Like there's no spaceship flying in front, so you're like, you know, that's obviously a special effect because... You know, spaceships well they they do exist but they don't fly around and shoot lasers and stuff
0: so to give a walking dead example the cdc explosion exploding in season one would be a primary special effect whereas adding a whole bunch of zombies to the background of that giant herd that they encountered uh right. would be a secondary special effect
1: a, yeah supporting uh or supporting. A supporting special effect rather than a uh i don't know a primary what do you call it in a Non-supporting role? Yeah, special and visual effects in a leading role. Leading role, right. There you go. Anyways. That's the only thing I can think of because really that doesn't make any sense. Right. In any case. And the fact that they would uh, (laughs) split hairs where they would go special effects, like I assume that there's a special effect in the leading role category if they're splitting hairs to the point where there's one in the supporting role.
0: I I guess so. I didn't really look in them that much detail.
1: Because... You know, really, do we have, are there any TV shows out there right now that take place in space? Um, Like we used to have Battlestar Galactica and Star Trek. And Firefly. And Firefly. What the hell we got now? We got nothing. There's got to be something. I I mean,
0: there are, there are TV shows out there involving space. Now I haven't seen X-Tent or whatever it's called, the Halle Berry show, but she comes back from space, but I think it mostly takes place on earth. Right. So I don't know. You're we right. Had
1: Stargate. We had uh, there was all kinds of stuff. Now we got crap. Is the, there's space-wise. no
0: currently running Star Trek TV show? Is there? That's correct. Huh?
1: Wonder why that because, is. That's because Star Trek Nemesis killed the friggin' franchise. <laughs> it was so bad that people went, "Whoa, I'm not watching Star Trek anymore." Forget that.
0: Seriously, that's what happened. I guess they need to take some time off and let people forget about that before they start something new. Yeah. Okay. Uh, should I move on to the next item here? Yeah. yeah. Okay dispatches from the set amc puts these out every once in a while and it's really just an interview with somebody involved in the uh show and this time it was stunt coordinator monty simmons awesome which i think that's the best stunt coordinator coordinator name there is monty simmons i'd call
1: him monty monty sims that's good yeah monty mont what's short for monty mont or i guess mont Monty is short for montgomery yeah i would think
0: so <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think you can shorten Monty, unless you call Mont. him Ty. Mont. Ty, that'd be good. There you go. Anyways, stunt coordinator Monty Simmons, he was asked about coming on to The Walking Dead because this is his first season on it. Right. And he said, I jumped in feet first on the premiere. It's probably one of the biggest stunt-heavy episodes ever filmed. I didn't have a whole lot of time to sit around and think about how to properly get into gear. We had to hit this gear immediately. Right. Biggest stunt-heavy episodes ever filmed. And what I want to ask you, Jason...
1: Is if you jump in feed first, is that a boring stunt?
0: Uh, no. But is it?
1: (laughs) Well, I would think so.
0: (laughs) Yeah. At least do a roll, man. Yeah, well, that's right. Do land, do a roll, make make it yeah, interesting. do a front
1: talk, do something. Don't just jump in feet first. That's boring as hell. Boring.
0: Stun well, coordinator. we have heard that the season five premiere is the biggest episode they've ever done. And now he's saying it has the most stunts. And we've heard before that there's crazy action. Are we getting built up a little too much for this episode? Is it ultimately going to be a letdown after all this pumping up?
1: That's a good question. I'm a little worried uh, about
0: that, my myself.
1: Well, I mean, it it could be. It sounds like it's going to be a cutting array of stunts. <laughs> and don't get that phrase wrong. No, <laughs> no, please uh, don't. Yeah, I think that it could be. Uh, it could be a bit of a letdown, depending on uh, you know if it's. If it is big and bold and beautiful and you know they put a lot of money into special effects in a leading role, and they have stunt coordinators jumping in head first even though he said he jumped in feet first mm-hmm. then uh, you know maybe it could be fantastic and we could all be blown away and you know the TV would be so awesome that it would uh you know blow my clothes off who knows
0: well, I'm hoping it does blow your clothes off. I'm hoping that we watch this episode in a month and a half or whatever it is, and everyone is just like you know, mouth gaping open staring at the TV, because that would be one of, I mean, that could end up being one of the best episodes of TV we've all ever seen,
1: right? Yeah. And it could be up there. And I would, I would, I hope that it's up there. There's a few TV shows that uh, walking away from that episode was uh, me being convinced that that was the best thing my TV has ever shown me. Yeah. And I want that to happen for the premiere of this season. I would like that very much. But You know, it could be a giant letdown, whereas halfway through the episode, instead of blowing my clothes off, I just want to go put on a sweater or something.
0: Well, let's, uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I'm just worried that we're a little bit too built up for this after having all these remarks. Now, related to this, the next item in the news is that Entertainment Weekly has um, released their, seems like, annual, like, Walking Dead cover group coming out on Friday is the next issue of the magazine, and it is four different collectible, they say, covers. And the main story is The Walking Dead. So um, I don't know if you have seen these covers or not, but they are actually really, really cool. And they feature Norman Reedus on one of them. We've got Glenn and Maggie on another one. We've got Michonne on one and Rick on one. And they're all done in kind of the same style where it's sort of like... It, it's sort of portraying motion of the characters a little bit. You kind of see, like, character trails behind them in terms of what they just did. Right. I don't know if you can call them up in front of you right now, but uh, Norman Reedus is kind of running and jumping at the camera, holding a bundle of, of bolts. Um, Where would I go to
1: see these covers, Christopher?
0: Well, Entertainment Weekly, if you if you go to their site, it should be there on the homepage. Right. You know, we'll if, go to their site. if we were... Uh, on the ball, I would have sent you a link, um, before, but you know, I didn't go down and you'll see a picture of Daryl Dixon's face.
1: Daryl Dixon's face in
0: the little square images.
1: All right. I'm looking. All right. Hey, move on. I'll, uh, I'll find it.
0: Alrighty. So yeah, they, they all sort of portray motion. Glenn and Maggie look like they've swung their arms around holding guns. The Michonne one is really cool. It looks like she's swung the sword sort of all over the place and you see every sword position with her sort of the last one that's front and center right and then the rick grimes one is rick basically taking a punch at the camera and he just looks like i've never seen him look before just absolutely pissed off
1: yeah he looks a little angry
0: totally angry and i think these are i posted on facebook today that i think these are probably the best walking dead covers we've had from entertainment weekly because in the past it's mostly just been characters kind of sitting there looking at the camera or whatever at least it was, I think, last
1: year. Um, but he looks angry like a uh, a New York City cab driver would look if you were mad and got out of the cab and didn't close the door behind you. Has
0: that experience happened to you?
1: No, it hasn't. But apparently, that's the nuclear option for uh, getting cabbies pissed off. If you leave the door, because they got to get out of the cab and go close the door, right? Yeah, yeah. And that just really pisses them off. And this this is what Rick looks like. Is if you if he was a cab driver and you left the door open. He'd come after you like this. With with a
0: bloody hand, too, probably. With
1: a bloody hand, because, yeah, he's a New York City cab driver. And yeah. They have to punch a lot of meat.
0: Well, I think they did a great job with these covers, and I look forward to picking one up and reading the article. But Entertainment Weekly did post an excerpt from the article, and this relates to the last story, because Robert Kirkman said, "'By minute two or three of our season premiere, I think the vast majority of our questions have been answered, and five or six more have been presented.' So you're very much going to be invested, well-informed, and ready for the ride that we're going to take you on. Once again, he's kind of building up this season premiere. And I'm trying to keep my expectations in check because I don't want to go in like I did when I saw The Dark Knight for the first time in the theater. I watched that movie. I was so excited for that movie. So excited. I watched the movie and came out and realized I barely could pay attention to it because I was just so excited sitting there watching The Dark Knight. I was with you. We saw that in IMAX. Well, there you go. The IMAX probably just overwhelmed me even more, right?
1: Well, I remember going to the IMAX and the opening scene when the, you know they did shoot some of the uh, of the more you know grandiose scenes in IMAX, mm-hmm. and we saw it. The whole audience went,
0: "Whoa!" Yeah, it's right. It's it's black screen, and then it just smash cuts to a big cityscape shot. Man, right? I want to
1: see that again in IMAX.
0: I do too, kind of. And I I can remember there were audible gasps in the theater because it yeah. was so incredibly overwhelming um myself included but then i was just so excited for the friggin dark knight batman movie that i just like i walked out and was like i got to see that movie again because i could barely pay attention
1: to it yeah i used to get ex- that excited about episodes of the west wing really yeah sadly yes i would be so excited about wednesday night the ep- uh, the episode coming on that i would have to i uh, have to you know calm myself down during the uh, commercial breaks well I that's that
0: show that's good man that's exciting and i have i i got to say i've never really had that experience watching The Walking Dead, even though I love it. I think because though, we're so close to it, I always kind of know what I'm getting into with it, right? It's not yeah. it's not like I'm that in the dark about
1: what I'm gonna see. Right. The only problem I have with that last quote that you uh, that you quoted there from Kirkman was uh yeah it was just my feeling of don't tell me what to do. Like tell me what you're gonna do. Don't tell me what I'm gonna feel and what I'm gonna think. Mm-hmm Good that's that's the only thing.
0: Good point. Yeah, he says you're gonna be so well invested or invested and well informed and ready for the ride.
1: Yeah, don't tell me what to do.
0: <laughs> Kirkman, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, tell me what you're gonna do, pal, not what I'm gonna do. All right. Well, the entertainment weekly issues are in stores on Friday. That would be, I guess, the 29th of August. And I do like the the subheader on the cover. It says The Walking Dead exclusive, new characters. Freakier
1: zombies, more kissing? More ki- <laughs> <laughs> It is a question. There's a question mark there. We're going to entertain weekly. Of course they have to put in more kid- kissing. Kissing? <laughs> yeah, they're
0: not sure. Is there more kissing? I'm Ron kissing? Burgundy?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so maybe Maggie and Glenn are going to get it on a little more. Maybe some other characters are gonna get, going to get it on.
1: Who knows? It just makes me think that they put that on there, and the answer obviously is no. <laughs> <laughs> more
0: kissing? No. No. Sadly, no. <laughs> All right, the next item in the news, Tyler Williams. Is this an actor you've ever heard of, Mr. Miles?
1: Uh, not off the top of my head, but we'll have a look at uh, IMDb. Well,
0: he has been in TV shows such as Everybody Hates Chris. I think that's what he's most well known for. He was in one episode of House and some other TV show called Go On, which I don't know. However, It appears as if he has been cast in a role in season five. Oh. He... Some photos of him on set have appeared, possibly filming with Norman Reedus, but I haven't really dug into the photos too deeply because I am trying to avoid major spoilers this year. Uh, So I don't really know what's going on. But eagle-eyed trailer watchers, which do not include you and I... (laughs) despite what we may think. <laughs> right. Seem to have noticed him in the trailer for season five. Really? Yeah. So you remember at the end, we have Beth and her whole part there where she's in that hospital. There's a scene where she's in hospital scrubs and she's running away. It looks like from the hospital. Right. There's a dude standing behind her in the background that appears to be Mr. Tyler Williams.
1: Oh, well, that, there you go. Right. So he he's, looks like he's uh he's got a versatile look to him. Like he could be uh you know kind of a, a funky kid or you know a little more mature and se- severe, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he looks like he's he could do a lots of different uh, versatile roles
0: well, there's no information on what role he's in in the show, what character he's playing if it's a character from the TV uh, from the comic or if it's a new character. If I were to make a wager, I would say he's probably a new character.
1: Well, he's not an old character.
0: I mean, I mean, new to the, I mean, unique to the TV show. Oh, I see. Not, not from the comic book.
1: If I had to wager, I would say he's not been on the show before. <laughs> <laughs> you would probably win that bet. <laughs> probably. You never know, though. You Good. don't think he's somebody from the comic book, like the, uh, like the priest?
0: I don't think so. We have the priest already. We yeah, know who's. Know. We know who's playing him. Um, and if he is indeed hanging out at this hospital or whatever it is where beth is. You know, we don't know much about that what's or what's going on there. I I don't know that it really has anything to do with the comic, maybe influenced by something from the comic, but I couldn't really say. So I think a lot of those characters might be new or sorry, unique to the TV show.
1: Right. He um, played Tyler on Sesame Street. Well, he was probably playing himself.
0: <laughs> he was in
1: 2000 <laughs> he was probably like 8 or something.
0: Yeah, probably. So anyways, we will see what he's doing on the show. Um, And, you know, maybe before season five starts, we'll get some more information. But uh, they don't typically release any more trailers. So we may be stuck with what we have for now until the season premieres. We might get a TV spot in October. Well, they have been in the last week or so. They've been putting out little 10 second clips, but it's mostly stuff actually from the trailer. So you're right. We could get another TV spot. We could get an international trailer. In other markets, generally, they put out a trailer that's slightly different from what we get here in North America, Um, and sometimes there's different footage there. So we could get something new there as September rolls on, but don't really know. Right. All right. One more item in the news, and that is that there are some more details, minor details released about that new Walking Dead game from Overkill that we talked about last time. Right. Yep. So producer... Almir Listo, he did an AMA uh not too long ago and he said this. Overkills The Walking Dead is a co-op first-person shooter with elements of action, role-playing, survival horror, and stealth that invites players to explore the hugely popular The Walking Dead universe where they will play the role of survivors fending for themselves in a post-apocalyptic world dominated by flesh-eating walkers.
1: <laughs> okay, so 90% of that statement is old news. That's right. So he just sort of reiterated what The Walking Dead is. Yeah. It's not, nothing about the game.
0: <laughs> no, not other than it's, about the world. other than it's a co-op first person shooter. So you play with somebody else. Oh God. It's gonna be like the Dixon Brothers game. But I don't know. I mean, it would be silly if this game was only co op, right? Doesn't that sort of cut your your players down a fair bit? Like if I want to buy this game, I have to have a partner to play it with.
1: Yeah. Well, it would, and it would suck because I wouldn't play this game. Like, you know, how many times have I played video games with you online? Well, the last time we did was... Yeah, the last time we did, I
0: think, was when Portal 2 came out. That was fun, though. We played Portal, and that was good. And, you know, Portal being, you know, both of our practically favorite games of all time, we had to do that. Yeah. So if this game comes out and it turns out to be so good that it's better than, you know, we love it more than Portal, then maybe we will play it. That's
1: true. We'll have to I'll come over with my TV. And Xbox. Well, I think you could Uh, probably play it online. (laughs) Yeah, probably. We have some kind of uh, online communication system set up here, so we could probably utilize it. I would think so. If we had to.
0: Good. Anyways, we will see. This game doesn't come out until next year sometime, and uh, we'll be following along. Until then, one of the multitude of Walking Dead video games that will be on the market. Uh, The other thing he confirmed, though, this producer, is that the game takes place in the comic universe. Oh, good. Which is contrary to what I was guessing last time, that it took place in the TV show universe. True. So, there you go. All right, that's it for the news. I feel like we're all caught up, and now it's time to continue moving along and do this.
1: Listener feedback.
0: All right, listener feedback this week. I've got a couple of... I've got a call, an email, and then we're going to have a longer discussion about a specific topic. How about that? Sure. The first one is Matt in Wilmington, Delaware. This is a call, and I apologize for the uh, sound quality on this one, it is not amazing, but we're gonna listen to it anyways. Hey guys, love the podcast. This is Matt from Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts, I had a little theory about, uh, about something from the trailer. I, I think that Bob Sookie is still alive, and I'll tell you why. Um, we saw him you know, with his eyes closed, and uh, Gareth kind of had his hand around the back of his neck, but he was really just slumped over. He didn't look like he was completely out of it. He probably would have been completely collapsed if he had been killed. I think one of the thugs or whatever behind them took the rifle butt to the back of his head because he was talking too much, and I think they just wanted to knock him out for a little bit so Gareth could talk to Rick without uh, any interruptions. So, anyway... Let me know what you think. I uh, will talk to you guys later. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Matt. Um, Yeah, I, you know, a listener, a couple of podcasts ago, wrote in to think maybe Bob was dead um, in that scene. And he was being held up by uh, Gareth or Gareth, whatever the hell his name is. And I kind of disagreed. I didn't think Bob was dead in that scene. You do see him later in the trailer as well. But, you know, taking a gun or the butt of a gun to the back of the head because he's talking too much. I could see that happening.
1: Yeah, that's pretty harsh, really. You
0: know, shut the hell up, man. Whack. And then he's yeah. just kind of out of it for a while.
1: Give him a slap, man. Don't rifle butt him. Yeah. He's just mean.
0: <laughs> that's got to hurt, I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, all righty, I have an email here from Chris in Syracuse, New York. And Chris says, In the trailer, Beth is shown with a female police officer. Who knows exactly where she is, but remember the prison flashback scene in the finale where Rick puts Carl's hat on Beth and calls her the new sheriff in town. Not sure what ultimately will develop, but that carrot shown in the finale does link well with Beth being with a uniformed law enforcement officer in the trailer. Well, there you go. Yeah, so Beth might be the, actually be the new sheriff in town. That'd be great, wouldn't it? She could she could uh, keep the law uh, in order, I would say. Uh, Yeah. She'd grow a pair. And uh, keep things... Law in order. (laughs) Good work. That's right. (laughs) See? Uh, Okay. Now, a couple of weeks ago... No, what was it? Dana. I think Dana donated to us on Patreon, and she made a comment that Alaska, where she is from, would be a great place to survive the zombie apocalypse. Right. And then Bernard in the UK heard that, and he wrote in this email. He said, Alaska is the worst place to survive. In the cold, walkers would survive way longer. The cold would keep their body from rotting. Also, there are less houses, less places to defend yourself. Come on, Alaska sucks during the zombie apocalypse. So as you can see, we have two differing opinions here. Less people, first of all. There are definitely less people in... Therefore, uh, less zombies. In Alaska, less zombies. And I think the cold issue um, could could, could go either way, right? Zombies will freeze yep. and therefore they're not so dangerous when they are frozen. However, the cold will preserve them. So if they thaw at some point, they will just keep
1: going as if they, you know, never missed a step. Right. So the secret is to wait until, uh, yeah, it's a tough one because, uh, freezing good. So winter, you know, feel free to wander around and uh, do all your hunting, but, uh, come spring thaw, Look out for them hordes that were paw- on pause mm-hmm. for the winter because they'll just continue on their merry little way. Hordes on pause. <laughs> Unless uh, what you could do is somehow surround yourself with a swamp so that zombies get stuck in the swamp just as it's freezing and then uh, therefore you could go around uh, in the winter smashing uh, zombie well into little shards that when thawed will become you know zombie gore. Yes, and
0: then you'll have a swamp of zombie gore around your house. Yeah. Anyhow, I posted this question on Facebook because I wanted to see what the masses thought and see if we could come to any consensus. And I got lots of response, and I'm going to read a whole bunch of them right now. Cool. So Dana, the original... Uh, the original um, person who brought up this topic. She responded and said, speaking as someone who lives in Alaska and knows how to survive, I dare say longer than most others, my money is still on Alaska folks. We all own guns. We are tough as nails and eat grizzly and moose for dinner. Be careful about saying Alaska sucks. <laughs> True. So a lot of guns and they can, you know, eat moose for dinner. I mean, that's not and something... grizzly,
1: I'm... it's the, not the moose, but the grizzly part that... uh really makes me pause.
0: Yeah? Yeah? If they can take down a grizzly bear and that'd feed you for weeks.
1: (laughs) What the hell do you need to take down a grizzly bear? A howitzer? Well, I don't know. Moose are pretty big too, man. Moose are pretty big but you shoot it a couple of times from a great distance and you should be okay but grizzly bears, (laughs) you don't want to get anywhere near like line of sight with me personally. I wouldn't want to be, like I wouldn't want them to see me from like across a valley. Mm -hmm. If I saw a grizzly from across a valley, I would I don't know what I would do. I'd probably just dig a hole and cry. Do you have? Sorry, <laughs> grizzlies
0: are very scary to me. Do you have enough knowledge to identify different bears in the wild, other than by color? Brown bear, black bear, polar bear.
1: Uh, yeah, grizzly bears are freaking huge. And, and so that they're brown, yeah, and they're freaking they huge, and they can crush a bowling ball with their jaws. Yeah, you don't want to run into one of those bad boys. No, because they use your head for a chew toy. Jeez. It's like just a, like it's a it's it's a gummy bear essentially. Your head is a gummy bear to a grizzly bear.
0: So if you're gonna take down a grizzly bear, you better do it in one shot, or not do it at all.
1: Get uh, yeah, and uh, I, I would uh, I would ask that to you the listeners write in with how do you take down a grizzly bear? Because for me, it would be like twenty guys surrounding it all shooting, you know, full bore at this thing for a while. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, we were trying to figure out last time if you could strangle a cow. Now we want to know how to take down a
1: grizzly bear. What is it with us in animal murder lately? I don't know. <laughs> I've been thinking about this, actually, with uh, with fishing. Yeah? I've decided that fishing is the most relaxed you could be while still murdering something. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting down, you're, you're maybe sitting down, drinking you're a beer. you drinking a beer, you've got <laughs> right. a fish in the water, you're relaxed, and you still get to murder something.
0: All righty. What about gardening? You could cut some
1: worms in half. Well, we yeah, but you're not that relaxed because you're, you know, you're expending effort. That's true. With fishing, you just sit back and relax and murder. All right. Well, if we're
0: going to, if we're going to go on this long about each email, we're going to be here a while, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, Dawn on Facebook wrote, as a na- another native Alaskan, she said, I also have to, I have to point out, as many others have, that low density population cold weather, deep snow, and the fact that many Alaskans live off the grid and use hunting, fishing, and trapping to feed themselves, if you could survive the harsh elements, Alaska would be a great place to ride out the ZA.
1: Yeah. See, that's what I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Off the grid, you got to find your own food, find your own uh power. Well, maybe you don't have power.
1: Yeah, the thing is, if you already live in Alaska, that's good. You know, mm-hmm. If I were to go to Alaska, I would die, mm-hmm. because I don't know how to live off the grid. I don't know how to hunt. I'm not. Uh, I, I I may have caught a fish once when I was in grade four. You're, uh, you're not so comfortable in an outhouse. Oh, outhouse is fine. <laughs> I'm okay with the with with that kind of thing. It's the it's the surviving, finding enough food and water and warmth and uh, you know lack of internet that uh, would really <laughs> put a damper on my uh, survival skills finding enough food so
0: that you would need the outhouse later would be the problem really
1: yeah okay
0: (laughs) well follow up uh following up from that email diane wrote as a native alaskan i have to agree with what don posted below we are a tough breed and have abundant natural resources upon which we can rely i have horses and sled dogs so we have transportation that does not rely on fossil fuel. We're surrounded by salmon streams, moose trails, and berry patches. Considering the fact that water turns into minute ice crystals when you toss it into the air at 50 below, I know, I've done it, I don't think unprotected human tissue, even a Zed, would fare well during one of our winters.
1: I'm sorry, what was the name of that listener? Diane. Okay, I'm going to her house in the zombie apocalypse. You know... All of Diane, can I come to your house and you help me survive? Because it sounds like you're pretty set up, pretty good there. Well,
0: sled dogs, horses, uh, you know, surrounded salmon. by salmon streams, moose trails.
1: Yep. Knows how to survive. I've it, it, yeah, li- gone to Diane's
0: house. So far, our listeners have, have made Alaska sound like a very appealing place. Mm-hmm. And I've been to Alaska for, I don't know, half an hour. <laughs> nice. I drove, I was in Canada. We drove across the border, had lunch, turned around and came back. That's good. Which uh, was uh, many, many years ago when I was 17, so I barely remember See, they do have resources because you were able to go there just to eat. You're right. We basically ate at a gas station, rest sort of stop on the side of the road just across the border. Yes. Good times. Uh, Thomas wrote on Facebook, My opinion... On The Loose Science Fiction of Zombie Survival (laughs) has me heading to the colder climates. Zombies may defy logic slash biology, but they still suffer from physics and the cold science of less mobility in frigid temperatures. I'd hate being in the tropics with zombies, humidity and such. At least in the cold, putting on protective layers like duct tape armor gives you some comfort as well as adding bite protection. In the heat, everybody's going around in Rosita shorts, and it won't be pretty nor protective. Right. So he's just really talking about the heat and the fact that you got to layer stuff on, which adds protection and, you know, a way to help you survive.
1: Yeah. If you're going to take apart a, uh, a bunch of truck tires and make armor out of it, which I recommend you do, then, uh, you know, if you're in Barbados, that's going to get pretty damn hot, pretty damn quick. Whereas if you're in Alaska or the Yukon or somewhere, you know, Northern Russia, uh, then, you know, it'd be a little more comfy. It's true. Now, obviously, it's not cold
0: and snowy all year round in Alaska. It does get nice in the summer. When, when I was there, it was pretty nice. It's still not Barbados hot. Oh, you're right. It's still not equator hot. That's for sure. Right. Um, next... Uh, Charles said, if the comic has taught us anything, it's that they significantly slow down and even become immobilized in the snow. I think the average person traveling to Alaska wouldn't have a good chance finding supplies and shelter, but residents of the state would fare a lot better than other states. Experience and knowledge is the key. Yes. Which is, I think, what what
1: I... And that's why I'm going to Diane's house. Yeah, that's what you were saying. I don't think I could survive up there if I just kind of went, you know, up there and searched around. uh, (laughs) What was that, uh, that movie Into the Wild? Yes. Where that guy uh, completely wanted to live off the grid and go to Alaska and he eventually starved to death because he was an idiot. Spoiler. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was the movie? Yeah,
0: okay. That was the movie. (laughs) All right. Uh, That would be me. I mean, I couldn't walk into Alaska in January and be like, hey everybody, I'm here. What do I do now? That that wouldn't work.
1: There's such a thing as, it's called rabbit starvation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas if you, you could catch an infinite number of rabbits and still starve to death because it doesn't have the right uh, mixture of nutrients and fats that humans need to survive. It's nothing but protein, right? Yeah. Because they're so lean. All you get is the rabbit
0: protein. You have to eat their bones and everything too.
1: Even then, I'm not so sure. Yeah, it's, nobody wants to. Oh my God, did I tell you about the dead rabbit? I had to pull out of my backyard. <laughs> you did. It was stuck yeah. in the fence, right? It was stuck in the fence. Its head came off. It was nasty. Did you eat it? I did not eat it. It was gross. I threw it away. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm oh, sorry. Guts
0: were spilled out. Oh, sorry. You had to do that. It. Yeah. So imagine capturing a rabbit, skinning
1: it, cooking it up and eating it. I'm so dead. If there's ever an issue where I have to find my own food. All right. Well, Leopoldo writes, Believe it or not, I think I have a better
0: chance in one of the most populated cities in the world, Mexico City. Yes, I know I'll be in the middle of one of the biggest mega swarms, but if the comic has taught us anything, it's that we have to fear the living. In the middle of mega swarm, I do not have this problem, and as long as I can stay disguised as one of them, I have access to every larder in town. If I'm careful, I can even secure a couple of blocks and start rooftop gardens for food and entertainment. Although some discipline must be absolute, and sanity will be my primary concern, I think it can be done. (laughs) Well, good luck. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. The most populous city in the world, full of zombies, and you're gonna survive. I, I sorry. Just, did he say that he lives there already? He did not, but maybe he does.
1: Did he say his hometown or something like that? Right. No, the beginning?
0: it's because it's Facebook, because I, so I don't know the hometowns without okay. going to search them out. But you right,
1: know. well, because you know Mexico City is extremely dense, mm-hmm. right? So that would. That'd be tough. That'd be, that'd be tough. I got to agree. I think that would be tough. What I like most about
0: his idea though is securing a couple of blocks and starting rooftop gardens for food and entertainment.
1: <laughs> rooftop gardens for entertainment. Yeah. I disagree.
0: I could, I can see, you know, having a nice time in a rooftop garden if I was sitting there without the zombie apocalypse happening, maybe drinking a beverage and enjoying. Well, you have
1: to find a beer. If you could find a pub with a bunch of, uh, you know, kegs in the basement, mm-hmm. you're all set for a while. Uh, at least a couple of weeks anyway. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know about, you know, rooftop garden for entertainment. Food though. Food for sure. Food, can, yeah. Food, food, yeah. Food, yeah. Food.
0: Okay, Edward wrote, there's only one place to survive and that's on an isolated island away from all human population. So forget cold, forget warm, just get somewhere where there's nobody else. That's true. Jenna writes, I think, uh, I think they would be zombiesicles. After all, a human dead body would freeze solid. We are mostly water. So why wouldn't a zombie in such cold temps? We, uh, just cause the cold wouldn't kill the zombie doesn't mean you couldn't get a snowmobile and a baseball bat and smash some heads.
1: You could, yeah, you
0: could make a game out of it. You would. Can you imagine a big open flat frozen lake full of zombies just frozen standing there? You could drive along in your snowmobile and play like zombie head
1: bat, you know, mailbox baseball kind of. Well, you'd have to, uh. If you were right-handed, it'd be tough. So you'd have to partner up with somebody. Somebody, one person drives a snowmobile, the other person whacks a baseball bat because you drive with your the gas is on your thumb on your right hand, right? I don't know. It, it, well, I'm telling you, okay, it's the thumb on your right hand, and so you'd either if you were left-handed, it'd be fine because then you could use a baseball bat. But uh, me personally, I'd probably end up hitting myself with the baseball. bat. <laughs> you wouldn't even get one zombie before
0: you knock yourself out. I might get one or two, but
1: there's, there, you know, <laughs> human heads when they're fresh, not in, this, not in the TV show world. Right. But, you know, in general, humans, he- human heads, uh, you know, there's a lot of rebound off them when you hit them with a baseball bat. Yeah. So, you know, if you hit you with the baseball bat and it bounces off of you and then hits me in the head and then, you know, where does that leave us?
0: Yeah. Unconscious and frozen to death.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: Well. Um, right next to a zombie. that that may or may not be about to like un (laughs) or thaw exactly yeah uh let's see darren said i'll take the cold if for no other reason than it wouldn't smell as bad fair enough mia said i agree it would be bad you'd want a slightly warmer climate to aid decomposition and decay that seems to be the key argument of people going against the cold saying that zombies would in, in, in the in the heat, they'll decay faster and therefore make them easier to kill. Or, or at least they degrade quicker, right? Right. Because a frozen zombie is pretty easy to kill, I would imagine. Uh, but they're not going to decay. Those zombies that are frozen will, in theory, last longer. That's why we
1: have freezers. That's know, right. To make stuff last longer. To
0: keep our zombies from decaying. That's right. Uh, finally, friend of the show, Adam always uh, can count on him to post the definitive answer to a question and he posted a link to a yahoo answers question will zombies freeze to death right so i went and took the number one most accepted answer and here's what it was the human brain is surrounded in the cranium by cranial fluids and the tissues of the brain are full of intracellular fluid If the zombie is a living rage zombie, it simply dies of exposure from freezing. If the zombie is an undead type, it has no body heat and therefore freezes solid. All fluid in the cranium and around slash in the brain will freeze. Freezing fluids form ice crystals and expand. Expanding ice crystals in the cranium are in a finite space and will do catastrophic damage to the brain itself, destroying the zombie and how does this person know this the answer was i'm a nurse
1: <laughs> <laughs> unless the only uh, the only caveat i have for that is that uh, in the television show people's heads are so soft that the freezing of it would probably blow the skull wide open uh you know because it's not a confined space anymore where the crystals would cause damage to the uh, to the brain tissue the brain would the 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 soft you know malleable bones that they have in their skulls would probably distort and allow the crystals to expand without necessarily doing such catastrophic damage to the brain.
0: Hmm. So what you're saying is that they might end up looking grosser when they thaw because there'll be all cracks in their skull and stuff, but the brain will still work.
1: Yeah. So in that case, the Nerf skulls that they have would uh, work in their favor.
0: It really would. That's a bad thing. It is a bad thing. But I like the answer in general, that uh, you know, if their skulls would contain the ice, it would end up damaging the brain, and frozen zombies would be dead zombies that never wake up.
1: Right, and that's why they have to drill a hole in your skull when you get to certain types of head injuries, because you start getting bleeds inside your skull, and it adds pressure and can do a lot of damage, so they drill a hole in your skull and relieve some of the pressure. Boy, that does not sound fun. Good times. All right.
0: Thank you to everyone who posted on Facebook and started this conversation. I think generally people think cold would be a a good thing. Alaska would
1: be a good place to go. I agree with you, but I think uh, specifically, I think it's the people that live in Alaska right now Mm -hmm. are probably going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Some of them, not all of them, because, you know, as we know, the zombie apocalypse affects, you know, nine out of 10 people or whatnot. But, uh, you know, don't go north. Because your best bet, I think, overall, is to survive where you're used to living. Because you have a lot of advantage of uh, your own environment. If you go somewhere else, there's a great big chance that you're going to run into a grizzly bear and uh, end up being a chew toy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you can go to warmer climates generally and be okay, but you probably can't go to colder climates as a general rule, right? That's true. Like, I could go south from here. I'm, you know, Canada can be pretty cold, um, but it's, Toronto's weird. It's super hot in the summer and super cold in the winter, but I couldn't survive in the cold, like, you know, on my own probably. But if I went down to Florida or somewhere south, I at least can handle the heat because I don't have to worry about exposure.
1: Right. But I could go a bit north because I like being cold and I've lived, uh, I've lived in Fort McMurray, which is not as far as north as Alaska, but it's farther north like, if you draw the latitude over, it's the middle of Hudson's Bay mm-hmm. in uh, in Ontario. Uh, so we used to get minus 40, minus 50 degrees uh, in the winter, and that was pretty effing cold, but I liked it. Didn't you, know, you? I liked the cold. Didn't
0: you live in Manitoba or something, too, for a while?
1: No, just Fort
0: McMurray, Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah, I know. I thought you lived in the prairies when you were younger. I never lived in the prairies. Oh, I don't know. I don't know where I, I
1: got I that. I drove through them a couple of times.
0: Yeah, I've never even done that. Anyways, so you you can you can do some cold, but again, like all by yourself, fending for yourself, finding food, you never had to do that.
1: I like the cold personally, just as a comfort level. But uh, finding food, just in general, if you know if the supermarkets closed, finding food is bad. That's <laughs> yes, right. If someone
0: duct tape your fridge shut, you'd starve to death. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I might go to uh, I might go to a restaurant if someone duct taped my fridge closed.
0: All right. Well, Alaska. or I might
1: cut the duct tape because you know I'm handy that way. <laughs> yeah, you can cut stuff. <laughs>
0: Anyways, Alaska residents, you probably have it uh, have it pretty good when the zombie apocalypse inevitably comes, right?
1: Yep. And, Diane, I'm coming to your house.
0: All righty. I got a surprise for you, Jason. Okay. One of these.
1: Holy crap. Did you see that?
0: Wow, in the middle of the summer? I know. It's been a while, but we're going to do a holy crap. David from Syracuse, New York sent in this call. Hey, guys. This is David calling from Syracuse, New York. I actually have a holy crap did you see that? I was rewatching uh season 3 the other day. Uh, in episode 11, um when Michelle is working out and Merle's kind of like poking fun at her, if you look behind her, on uh, like the workbench, I think it's like painted green, but you can see where someone wrote help me on it. Me is in black letters, but help looks like it might have been a, a um a carving or something. I don't know what it means, but I just thought it was kind of neat. Uh, What what do you guys think? Um, I thought it was cool. (laughs) Anyway, love the podcast and can't wait to see what you guys think about season five. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thank you, David. Um, So I went back and looked at the episode, and there's a scene. Michonne's working out. Merle comes over to talk to her, and Carol is in the background doing something at like a workbench. And on the side of the workbench, as David says, is the word help. Uh, sorry, is the word me, like in black sort of electrical tape letters, it looks like. And the word help is scraped into the metal workbench. Now, you can't see it, at least I couldn't see it, until they do a close-up shot of Carol just kind of looking suspiciously back at Merle. And that way, the camera's focused right up there on the bench. And you can, Even then, you can just barely re- uh, make out the word help. And, uh, it was kind of cool. Never really noticed it before. I don't know what it means, why it was there. I don't know if it was just part of the prop or they put it there, you know, to try and indicate that somebody at the prison previously had written it or created it. I don't know, but it is a good, uh, good eagle eye catch by David in Syracuse.
1: Is this the same workbench, uh, where Rick encountered, uh, Lori when she was eaten by the zombie? no 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 different
0: no. area different area so this this area was if you can imagine the prison you have cell block d where all the cells were where our our people were living and then you've got kind of the the entrance to i think it's sort of the entrance to the the tombs area they called them and there's a room between those and you can close the door to the tombs and you can close the gate to the cell block and there's a room in there if, right. if you remember it. that's where it was taking place so outside the cell block, but you know, just outside the cell block, basically. Right. Um. Yeah, but it was good. It was kind of cool. Something I never noticed and nobody ever pointed out before. So uh, who knows? But good on David.
1: Yeah, that's kind of neat. The only thing I can think of is, uh, and spoiler alert, that kind of thing happened in The Exorcist in 1973. If I can spoil a movie from 1973, the uh, the little girl that was possessed uh, raised bumps on her stomach that said, help me. Really? Yeah. I've seen The yeah. Exorcist, but I don't remember that. Did you see it on TV? Uh,
0: no, I've, I think I've seen it uncut. You should it, again, cause it's awesome. I've seen, I, I did watch her use some pretty foul language, so I wouldn't think that
1: would be on TV. No, it wouldn't be on TV. My parents let me watch that when I was in like grade Two or something like that we all sat around me my mom my brother and my dad sat around and watched that movie maybe they didn't really know what they were getting into what the hell were they thinking letting me watch The Exorcist <laughs> at that
0: age well you're clearly scarred for life from it yeah it so. was scary yeah <laughs> I know I watched it as an adult and uh which is probably the most appropriate way to watch it but um I thought I I, I liked it that's a scary movie freaky
1: yeah. It's a great movie. I've watched it since then and loved it.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's the only holy crap did you see that? Probably the only one we will get until season 5 starts. But hey, if anyone listening has another one, send it in cuz I know I know people are doing a lot of rewatching of the show right now, right? Right. Um so if you notice something you never noticed before, let us know. We always like to pick up on those little things. All right, Jason, just before we end here, we are going to announce our last Walking Dead actor spotlight for the summer. Awesome. And I will let you do the honors, since you chose this person, and uh, let us know who it is. Oh, man, you're going to make me remember his name. Michael
1: Cutlet. Cutlets. Cutlet. Cutlet. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Cudlitz, who plays yeah. Abraham. Abraham. Yeah. So we're going to do an actor spotlight on him. Yep. And I like some of the stuff, and I've seen a lot of the stuff that he's been in in the past. And I'm looking forward to seeing some new stuff that I haven't seen him in before. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm looking forward to rewatching some stuff that I have seen him in that I very much enjoyed.
0: All right. So the first thing is a movie from 2012, just a couple of years ago called dark tourist, dark tourist. Yes. I believe that is available on Netflix. Um, Was there another movie? I have one here, but I think we decided to take it out at the last second. Yeah, we did. Okay, so not that one. Uh, We are going to watch episode one of Band of Brothers.
1: Yes, which I'm looking forward to. I love that miniseries. I've watched it many times. 2001. 2001.
0: Believe it or not, I've never seen it, so I am looking forward to uh, checking it out. Yep. And as you said, after I watch episode one, I'm probably going to want to watch episode two. Yes. And then maybe three through eight or 10 or however many there are.
1: Yeah. Now it's important to remember that, uh, Band of Brothers is a true story. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, uh, it's the, uh, it's Echo Company, their journey through World War II. And they were, uh, they were famous for liberating, uh, the Eagle's Nest, Hitler's hideout in the, uh, in the Alps. Cool. Yeah. Not hideout, but his, his, his headquarters, his, this was supposed to be his, uh, you know, fantastic place, you know, of of power. <laughs> Every uh everybody needs a fantastic place of power. That's right. Mine
0: is the bathroom. Ah. Ah <laughs> uh, okay, so that's Band of Brothers episode one. Um another TV show that I spent a lot of hours watching back in the day, I must admit. And that is Beverly Hills nine oh two one oh.
1: You were a big fan. I remember you uh, used to talk about this show back in the 90s. You were talking about this all the time. I know. You just not shut up about it.
0: I, it's, it's true. Beverly Hills 90210. We are going to watch season three, episode 27. This is back in the day when TV shows made a lot of friggin' episodes. They really did. It's called A Night to Remember. And this is the one where they all go to prom. And if I'm not yeah. mistaken, Michael Cudlitz takes Brenda to the prom. So we nice. had to watch that. <laughs>
1: Okay, so two corrections already. One, I did not know you in the 90s. <laughs> I, I was just going to go with it, but sure, you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> I did not meet you until I think it was 2001, 2002, maybe? In that somewhere around there. range, yeah. When did you get back from the, from the Czech Republic? 2001. Yeah, I got married after in, that.
0: Got married in 99, spent a year there, got back in the summer of 2000. No, got back in the summer of... 2000.
1: Whenever that was, right. that's what it was after that, that I met you. And the second one is that it's easy company in band of brothers, not echo company, easy company. Well, you got the letter right, at least. Yeah. E. I so I just wanted to make, it didn't sound right when I finished that. So I looked it up.
0: Okay. Um, and then a TV show that Michael Cudlitz is probably best known for other than maybe the walking dead now. And that is Southland. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to watch the first episode of Southland, season one, episode one, called Unknown Trouble. Right. Never seen this show. Uh, hadn't heard of it before I became familiar with Mr. Cudlitz, so I'm looking forward to watching it. It's a cop show, right?
1: Yeah. I, I did watch this show uh, part a good chunk of the first season and enjoyed it, but never really kept up with it, unfortunately. It has to do with, uh, it's a cop show, I think they're police in South Central Los Angeles. Mm-hmm.
0: Southland, L.A., The L.A. and land sticks out because it's Los Angeles. There you go. Uh, So looking forward to that. So you've seen Band of Brothers. You've seen Southland. Have you seen 90210?
1: I have not seen an episode of 90210. Not even one? No. Why would I see an episode of 90210? So
0: when I said that Michael Cudlitz takes
1: Brenda to the prom, did you know who Brenda is? I don't have any idea who Brenda is. (laughs) Is Brenda Is she the redhead? No, that was in uh, there was uh, there was a redhead in nine hundred two one zero that eventually became one of the desperate housewives. That's all I know.
0: That's probably Andrea.
1: I... Well, Kelly was the
0: blonde. We had uh, Andrea. I forget her real name, but that was the character. Brenda was Shannon Doherty, who played jason um oh i'm sorry
1: i'm thinking melrose place (laughs) different show okay i just clicked on the link there no uh i did see one episode of this but uh it was because i knew this girl i went to high school with uh, i knew she was a fan of it so i told her i was a fan of it and ended up watching it at her house in an effort to get her get to know her a little bit better. anything to get to know her a little better eh Yeah, it was, uh, I thought a whole bunch of people were going, but it turned out to just be me and her brother and her. It was weird.
0: Sounds a little weird. Just weird. Okay. Uh, And is there, was there one other movie which I didn't write down?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I think that was it.
0: All right. Well, we'll do that. Dark Tourist from 2012, Band of Brothers, episode one, Beverly Hills 90210, season three, episode 27, and Southland season one, episode one, Unknown Trouble. Right. Good stuff. I'm looking forward to watching all of this. Uh who the apparently, hell is
1: Brenda? That's Jason Priestley's sister on 90210. Oh, that's, what's her name? She got kicked off the show for doing a Playboy spread. Well, was it? I don't remember yeah, now. I'm I'm looking it up. You're looking up the Playboy that. spread, I'm sure. Shannon Doherty, that's right. Yeah, that's who I no, said. No, I saw the Playboy spread, but uh, yeah, she got kicked off the show because of that. Well, that's exciting. Uh, anyways. You'll you'll get to
0: see her in all her non-Playboy glory on 90210 when you watch that episode. So Exciting. good times. We will be watching this stuff in the next two or three weeks and then doing our spotlight on Michael Cudlitz on our next podcast, hopefully. Cool, cool. If you want to follow along, watch some of this stuff. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think of his performance in these things. Hopefully, we have chosen better than we did last time with... Um, Melissa McBride, because we chose some stuff that she was barely in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one scene, no lines, things like that, so.
1: I think Michael Cudlitz is a little more prominent in uh, some of the stuff we've, like Southland, he's like one of the primary characters. Yeah,
0: and I think Dark Tourist, he's like front and center on the poster, so he's got to be in it a lot. Um, I don't know about Band of Brothers or 90210, he's definitely a secondary character in
1: 90210. Band of Brothers is an ensemble cast, and he's one of the ensembles, so it's, you know, a little bit of everybody. Right.
0: And um, But I figured with 90210, he's taking a main character to the prom. You figure he's going to be hanging around a lot.
1: Possibly. Yeah. Even if
0: he's just not saying anything. I don't know. We'll see. All right. That's in a couple of weeks, and uh, that's going to do it for this podcast. So thank you for tuning in, everyone. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash Dead, where you can make a small monthly pledge to help uh to help with the cost of producing the show we appreciate every single pledge we get and there are certain levels that if you choose to donate to you can uh, get a free perk a free reward from us and uh, go over to patreon.com slash the talking dead for more information there also you can go to amazon.talkingdeadpodcast.com if you want to use our amazon link that way all the shopping you do at amazon will uh, benefit us a little bit too. And it doesn't cost you an extra cent. Uh, And uh, we have no idea what you bought either. So don't worry about us snooping through your private purchases because we (laughs) won't be doing anything like that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Send us your uh, your email address and password. And then we can snoop through all your stuff. (laughs) And we can buy stuff on your behalf. No. (laughs) yes, Send us your credit card numbers (laughs) and uh, all that stuff. And we will buy things for you. On your behalf.
0: Yeah, everybody needs <laughs> that uh, $4,000 watch, right? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, Jack Jason... Gas. Will...
1: You know, seven or eight tanks of gas.
0: <laughs> That's right. There you go. Uh, remember to visit Jason's store, his Lego store on BrickLink, and uh, go to bricklink.com, search for Kaz Moran to find it. There will also be a link to his store in our show notes when this show is posted on com, You can purchase Lego, and if you put in the comments section when you make a purchase that you heard about it here on the show, he'll give you a little discount. A so, little
1: discount. Uh, and uh, it's important to note that uh, in this particular case, I do know exactly what you're buying. <laughs> That's right. Because so. it's coming out of my basement and going into an envelope to your house, so I am well aware of what you buy.
0: If you if you purchase that uh, Slave Leia and Jabba the Hutt minifig set, he's going to oh, no. know.
1: I don't even have that. Oh, sorry. I mean, I have a Jabba the Hutt mini or figure, but I'm not selling it. Okay,
0: sorry, you can't buy That's that in everyone. my personal collection. There'll be something else there that you're gonna want, so go check it out. But if you want, go buy it. They're like
1: twenty-five bucks for a Jabba.
0: Really? Jabba's twenty-five yeah. bucks? Yeah. Uh, the Hulk is thirty something. Jeez. Yeah. Lego appreciates in value quite a bit. Sure does. It starts expensive too, though. So.
1: Yeah, it starts expensive and gets
0: uh, gets even worse. <laughs> All right, well, go check that out. Um, If you want to get in touch with us about what we do here, you can give us a call at 1-866-483-9662. Use that toll-free line now because um, I'm just going to say that it's not going to last forever, folks, and it will be going away pretty soon, I'm afraid, but we'll let you know when that's going to happen. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dead. Go over there and find the post about uh, surviving in Alaska if you want to contribute to that conversation. We're also on Twitter at Talking Dead, or you can, of course, send email to TalkingDeadPodcast at gmail.com. There's all kinds of good ways to find us. All of our episodes, in case you're wondering. Oh, here's a question. Someone asked me, why can't they find all the episodes on iTunes? And the reason has to do with because iTunes only displays the last 50 for uh, for bandwidth reasons. So if you're looking for anything older than that, go to TalkingDeadPodcast.com and either sort of scroll through the pages or search by episode number or something like that, and you should be able to find all of our episodes starting from number one, way back in the day.
1: Way back in the day.
0: Yeah. So if you were wondering about that, that's how you can do that. Otherwise, the most uh, recent 50 are available in iTunes. And I think that is going to wrap it up. Tune in next time for our Michael Cudlitz Spotlight. And uh, until then, my name is Chris. My name is Jason. Thanks for listening.
1: Bye. Bye.